5: What's that? <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> what is that? Body, yaddy, yaddy is. What is
6: that? Come on. You know it.
5: Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. It's Megan Thee Stallion.
6: That's correct. So you that's, got it.
5: That's contemporary.
6: You got it right. Good job.
5: You didn't know.
6: I knew. I was you testing you. You had no idea. <laughs> My Megan Thee Stallion said, knowledge. I
5: could have said anything just then.
6: Well, you did. I could have
5: said. Depeche Mode. <laughs> that's correct.
6: You body, adi, adi. <gasps> by Depeche body, Mode.
5: Adi, adi. <laughs> actually... Body,
6: adi, adi. I would actually...
5: I would listen to Depeche Mode's cover of Body <laughs> by Megan Thee Stallion.
6: <laughs> My body, Audi Audi. The oddest body on Audi Lane.
5: <laughs> I don't think that's what <laughs> that's Megan not... Thee Stallion is saying, but okay. <laughs> well, No,
6: that's Depeche Mode's cover.
5: That's their version. Yeah. There's something kind of cool about listening to covers of songs from completely different genres where they're like fully rearranged. Mm-hmm. Like postmodern jukebox is a good example. Oh, man. Yeah. But there's tons of them. And it's it's always really fun. I know there was kind of a joke about all the twee ukulele, like I white know. girl covers of rap songs. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, that got a little boring. But there's totally, much... totally I some really cool covers out there.
6: Really into for a while. There was a series called Picking On. And it'd be mm-hmm. like picking on the shins, picking on Oh, that's cool. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion. I don't know if they ever did Megan Thee Stallion, but it was all bluegrass Mega covers
5: yeah. <laughs> of,
6: of pop music at the time, early 2000s. Uh, it was it was good stuff. I liked it. I'm that's not, cool. You know, I don't go looking for bluegrass, mm-hmm. but it's cool to hear, hey, I know this song, but it's the banjo cover.
5: Right. And like a different, mm-hmm. different vibe. Like,
6: what if old Crow Medicine show did Coldplay? You know, oh,
5: uh, what if they did? <laughs> what I if would? They did? <laughs> just come out with yellow <laughs> 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 wagon wheel, um, yellow.
6: Actually, when I was learning guitar, the, the 12 songs that I learned, I, I did do a country version of yellow.
5: Oh, really? Yeah,
6: a country version, but like, yeah, bluegrassy, right? Because it's a way I'll tell you why it's a way easier strumming pattern than anything slightly complicated <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> and I,
6: I was like i can't play most of these songs but i can play them if i <singing> i came along i wrote a song for you <singing> Whoa, you got
5: the twang in there
6: I love oh yeah
5: that yep love that you oh, we just got charged
6: $32 million from Chris Martin. Mm, I
5: don't think they make who's, that much.
6: Whose conscious uncoupling we have not yet covered on this show, but I looked into it and I'll tell you, here's why I haven't done Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin's story on this show. Why? It was kind of boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? It just wasn't that much to it. Like that, The the, the two
5: blandest people in the world <laughs> were boring together? Well,
6: the news batting around the term conscious uncoupling is how right. they... And that was silly. It was very Gwyneth. Mm-hmm. Um... Other than that, there's really not very much to the story. is like a couple separated. Yeah. Amicably. Okay.
5: I don't know. unconscious uncoupling. I guess they just felt like breakup was too violent. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. So it was like, no, we we're both amicably fine with it. And we right. decided as a couple to not be a couple. So we want a different phrase than break up. which I do get, I guess. yeah. But conscious uncoupling, maybe it's just because Gwyneth said it, it seems 100% pretentious and intolerable. (laughs) Literally waiting
6: to jump in with that because if, like, some if I'm at a party and someone's like, well, yeah, me and Ryan, we, um, we I don't want to say we broke up, but we just like, you know, we uncoupled, like Mm, we mm -hmm. consciously uncoupled. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, (laughs) word. I totally get what you mean by that. That's a, you know, it's a unique way of putting it. Uh And I, I, You have communicated the emotion, like Mm -hmm. the meaning that you're trying to communicate. I get what you mean. Yeah. But the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow said it Mm. made me... It's just like, oh my God, woman.
5: Right Now it's like a rock for your vagina or whatever. (laughs) And it's like, no.
7: (laughs) And I do
6: feel... Hot take. Sometimes I feel a little bad for Gwyneth Paltrow. Because (sighs) I do think that generally she wants to be a a kind person. She wants to put goodness into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But she she can't help that she's so disconnected from reality because she, she's rarely experienced it. It's so true. Her parents were rich and famous. She grew up Gwyneth Paltrow and now she's Gwyneth Paltrow. And, you know, downvote is because she's really profited off of, you know, some snake oil and stuff like that that people like genuinely believe in. And I don't know, maybe people are getting help from it. Mm -hmm. Some people are, Helped by snake oil. So I'm not supposed to be like, it turned my life around. Even its placebo effect, whatever, it helped me. I'm not going to say those people are wrong. But mm-hmm. she's asking for a lot of money from people and telling them I can cure you. So that's where I don't like Gwyneth Valtro, But I don't think she's nefarious. I think she's just a little clueless about what... that, Like that grocery store trip. I Remember oh, during the pandemic, she's like, here's what I can buy with... It's so difficult for people who only have twenty dollars at the grocery store. I could only get six limes.
5: Like, why did you get that many limes? <laughs> How am
6: I supposed to live this week? Also,
5: you went to like, the
6: like boutique Whole Foods. Whole
5: Foods. <laughs> Not even Whole Foods, but like the rich people right. Whole Foods. Like, where an avocado costs fifteen bucks or some shit. I'm like, what is this meal? It's
6: just a banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars.
5: 100% that yeah. is good as hell true. Uh, no, I think you're right. What is that? Um is it Hanlon's razor or something? It's that philosophical like a uh, Occam's razor, but mm-hmm. it's a razor where you're supposed to not assume malicious intent. Yeah. Where you can where you can say something was ignorance or uh or just incompetence or something. Yeah. You can't assume maliciousness. I'm into that. Something like that. I I'm into not that. saying it well, but it's, I, it's Yeah,
6: but I take your meaning, yeah.
5: And I like that because I was like, it's true. It feels like the problem with the internet and the way it's making us talk to each other yeah. is that you have to, you just immediately assume maliciousness right. and it's like you're trying to be as, as fucked up as you can be right now. Yeah. When in fact, most of the time people are just being thoughtless Yeah. or like... I literally don't know what you're talking about, and mm-hmm. for some reason, I felt the need to type that. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't know why, but people do do that.
6: People really just want to say
5: time. to everyone out there, it is always an option <laughs> to shut the fuck up. Like you can just <laughs> not contribute <laughs> to a conversation. I'll tell that is literally it is peace too. It is yes. like claim your peace. Oh my god! Do not <laughs> get is, involved.
6: This is like your one of your key. Things And I love it. It's very true. And I, I've exercised that. I'll tell y'all, that if, you, if you've if you done it, you know, mm-hmm. there is no feeling quite like mm-hmm. writing something out in response mm-hmm. to someone on, a, on mm-hmm. any social media forum mm-hmm. and then deleting it before oh. you post it. It's like, oh, I'm free. Because I, I have this sometimes where I, the, I think about the reply I want to put on the Internet to someone. I want to I want to push back against something someone said. Maybe I'm not even trying to do an argument, whatever and i look forward into the future just a couple hours mm-hmm. like this evening at 6 p.m. there are two versions of me one of them posted this comment one of them did not their lives are exactly the same lives mm-hmm. except one of them is still irritated yeah. one of them is still thinking about it one of them still maybe even still in it in mm-hmm. the in the argument yeah the other one has totally moved on and probably doesn't even remember the conversation to begin with right and i want that guy's life yes and it's a it's a better life i he's... promise you all it's a better a better life waits for you he Just has less it.
5: wrinkles
6: He's right his blood pressure's lower <laughs> that guy is doing better right he's got time
5: to like work out or cook a good meal right. because he's not sitting there furiously typing with his oh thumbs and getting a million notifications from yeah some dick he doesn't even know yeah
6: or he totally went on to some other post and said, hey, good job today, friend. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then you feel good about that. You're like, man, I hope I brighten someone's day a little bit.
5: Right. A little I know use it. Of time. That is so true. <sighs> yeah. I will say whenever I've ever, as you are saying, when you're typing out some long ash response to yeah. something, I've noticed I'm like, oh, I'm typing this so poorly. Like all my typos are really bad. Uh-huh. Like so bad that autocorrect doesn't even know what the fuck I'm talking about Uh at this point. And that's when I go, you know what, girl, like, let's just delete. (laughs) (laughs) You're clearly (laughs) either don't know what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. So you're not saying it well, or you're too emotional. So you're saying it a little too, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're too too worked up so you're yeah. not typing very clearly. That means you're not communicating clearly mm-hmm. and there's no point in getting involved in oh this. My God. You just need to did, 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 delete <laughs> and get the fuck off that app. <laughs> Go outside, touch some ground. Right. Uh, we have a friend who puts up a weekly like music challenge. Uh his name's Nate. I yeah. think he listens so What's hi up, Nate? Nate. Hey. Uh, he always tags me which I appreciate cuz they're always really fun to <laughs> to read uh-huh. through. Um, and this week's was a hot take. He said, please put your just hottest of hot take and then please argue. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want y'all to really defend but your specifically position. Specifically
6: about music. Specifically yeah. about
5: music. And somebody said, I was not bothered by Rebecca Black's Friday. Oh. Got to get down on Friday. Okay. If anyone remembers that. It was from like a billion years ago. Where did you forget? Um, but it was, you know, just a silly, what, was she like 15 or something yeah. tops. And yeah. She puts out this song where she's talking about hanging out with her friends on Friday. Right. And it wasn't like a fantastic no, piece like... of music, but it was a bop. It had, you know, it was kind of catchy. <laughs> but everybody, I mean, she became super viral and people were really making fun of her. Villain of
6: the week on the internet.
5: Really. Um, and yeah, a lot of people were like, I didn't, I thought it was fine. I don't know why <laughs> they <I> hated her <laughs> so much. And uh, one of our friends was like, um, yeah, people should really leave teenage girls alone. Just let them <laughs> right. just let them be. Okay. Like she just tried to put out a little stupid video with her friends, and she right. ended up with like way more attention than she ever, ever dreamed of getting for that. That was probably just a little fun thing that she was doing. Can you just let people be and let people live? Like she right. was just trying to make something fun with her friends. Yeah. She could have gone out and done crack cocaine, but instead, <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> instead she decided to make a fun hit.
6: I could do one of two things today. (laughs)
5: There are two choices. I could make
6: a hit song for YouTube that's not that good. Or I could do crack cocaine.
5: (laughs) I'm just saying crack cocaine is always on the list of options. (laughs) And if you don't choose it, that day is a win.
6: Yes. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess if I needed to, I could go find some.
5: I don't know that I could find crack cocaine. (laughs) I mean, we
6: live in Atlanta. Like, I I don't think we'd have to go far is all I'm saying. You're right. Yeah, like if a doctor came in right now and was like, Diana's got an hour to live unless she smokes some crack cocaine. Jeez. I'd be like, I'll be right back, Doc.
5: <laughs> oh, I know where to go.
6: <laughs> I don't even need the car. I'll be back in 15 minutes. <laughs>
5: you think you can find crack cocaine? Yeah. You could. We're not far from the Beltline. Right. line. We could. We could find crack cocaine yeah. on the Beltline. Well, um, I'm glad we don't want to, though. So do not reach out and tell us where <laughs> to find crack cocaine because we're not <laughs> into it. We
6: don't need it. Diana will live many years without it. <laughs> um, I
5: certainly hope so.
6: I no, we've got quite an intro today, but um, I was going to say that I did go to the movies last night.
5: You did. I didn't saw get to go, but... Blue Beetle,
6: but without Diana, it's
5: weird um, to go. Yeah, not, not have seen it with you.
6: Well, you weren't feeling well, and my dad, you and me and my dad were going to go because my mom's out of town. That's right. And she didn't want to see it, and mm-hmm. we just figured, well, if we're going to do something, trying yeah. to get my dad out of the house. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you weren't feeling well, so it was just a uh, just a boys' night.
5: That's nice. And though. I'll tell you what.
6: When the Banks boys cut loose, woo! We uh we went to our favorite bar, and. Had uh, I had a black bean burger, it was delicious. Mm. My dad had a some kind of salmon, salmon sandwich. BLT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
5: knew it because he always talked. He about loves it. it. He favorite. loves it.
6: And yeah, it was pretty wild. We had I think three Guinnesses uh, between the two of us. Uh, he had two. I <laughs> I'm had one. Guess
5: that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, like, yeah. I thought I knew who had
6: two. <laughs> and um, yeah, then we went and saw a kids' movie. So pretty wild. <laughs> you know when the when the hens away the roosters. <laughs> Get <laughs> cut loose. I'm telling you. It's pretty good. Uh, I thought the supporting cast was awesome. The lead was great. I love that guy.
5: I love him, but it's just for the stupidest reason. It's not a stupid I reason. Guess it's stupid. It's a great reason. It was like in 2017 or yeah. something. And uh, Fringe put on our first five show. Which is Atlanta Fringe Festival. Atlanta Fringe, Theater, Theater Festival, yeah. And we to take a movie, classic film that, you know, everyone's seen. And split it into five parts, and give each part to five different groups. And then in one day, you see the most unique retelling of uh-huh. the show of all time. And the first one we ever did was Karate Kid, and happened to be when Cobra Kai was filming here in Atlanta. And so Ralph Macchio came to see the show. He
4: sure
6: did.
5: Um, thank you, Ralph. That was really nice. Can I thing say to
6: that I, in the show in our my my our theater group section? That's right. I was playing. That's right. daniel son from he Karate Kids. And We also made it Mr. was great.
5: He, they also made Mr. Miyagi instead of bonsai trees. He had <laughs> weed plants. He was, in the basement. He was, <laughs> he was
6: growing pot.
5: And they really liked that. They uh, love that. And all the the producers were there too of He's... Cobra Kai and um and Sholoo uh, Mar- yeah. thank you, was also in Cobra Kai. He also came to the show, had a great time, whatever. And then, like years later, a friend of ours is like, I I think a makeup or hair person or yeah. something on Blue Beetle and is doing solos like, makeup or hair and says something about, oh, you, uh, you were in Atlanta for Cobra Kai. Did you like Atlanta? And he says, well, yeah, I don't really remember except this one show that I saw... <laughs> At this church where they did this weird karate kid show. It was so good. And she they told me, and I was like, ah freaking out. That's uh, the only thing he remembers about Atlanta. Right. It's my show. That's crazy. <laughs> so
6: Diana's now his biggest. Oh yeah. Fan. I was like
5: Shell is the the man. <laughs> <laughs> he is my favorite superhero ever. Yeah. Well he's um, delightful. I hope he doesn't um I hope he doesn't do something really problematic one day.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he's a charmer. He's got star power. I'm looking forward to it. I him. have
5: heard that. He's really yeah. he really carries that film. Very well. Yeah.
6: So. We haven't watched Cobra Kai. I know. We, no, we really I know. should. It's, it's, way,
5: just, it's, on, it's been on the so
6: list. Many Shows we don't need to tell you.
5: <sighs> Y'all know.
6: All right. Speaking of TV shows, I don't know if you guys remember Alias.
5: Uh, where are we going with this?
6: Uh, no, stay with me because I'm just going to relate it back to what we're doing right now because oh. I remember when you and I watched Alias and what was so weird with that show, sometimes they'd be 18 or 20 minutes into the episode and then. The opening credits would come oh, that's up That's
5: right. It would be There'd very There'd be like jarring.
6: these very long, like multiple scenes. And then <laughs> you like well into the block. Then the alias theme song would start.
5: Oh, we haven't done that yet? I remember, I remember distinctly one time watching in like we were like in our bed or something, and that happened. And we both were like,
6: the episode was almost over."
5: There's like 15 minutes left.
6: Like they'd already resolved whatever. You know, <laughs> espionage they were doing.
5: <laughs> She'd already taken the wig off. Right. But...
6: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, eat your heart out, J.J. Abrams, because that's what we're doing today. But uh, well, we got to let's say, it's been a minute. We got a lot of, we got hate. True. y'all. Been we been got a, a lot of Caught projects well. in the work we're going to be it's telling true. y'all about soon. Cool stuff. Can't wait. Um, but, uh, but today, we do have a ridiculous romance to talk of about. Of course. More fact, than one. That's yeah. right.
5: Because, yeah, I was just recently going through our list, which y'all know, the list. Yeah. The mystical God, list.
6: It's, so, it just, it's like our TV list. It just keeps getting bare. It is
5: so long, you guys. Uh, it's, it's like 400 exhausting. plus names I on know. it. Couples on it. Um, but yeah, we went through a couple that were kind of short, but they were still like really fun, cool, ridiculous romances that yep. we want to share with you. We couldn't mix them completely. So we decided to just throw them together into a nice goodie bag for you. Mm-hmm. This is it. the end of the birthday party. And you're getting your little erasers and oh, your little army yeah. and your little candies. That's your
6: goodie bag. I always thought of bag. getting kicked right in the goodie bag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of for our show, and goodie oh, bags. Oh, okay.
5: I'm over here giving away <laughs> pencils, but all right. <laughs> Eli's kicking you in the nuts. Whichever one you prefer. Uh,
6: I'll take the pencils.
5: <laughs> some people like to get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> that's fair. Some fair. people love it. Uh, well, this goodie bag is really fun. It goes from medieval Germany to colonial America to 1700 Sweden and then to Norway in 2004. I say let's get to it.
6: Let's do it. Hey there,
8: friends. Come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or no romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships.
5: A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show, Ridiculous Romance.
6: A production of iHeartRadio.
5: So we're going to start with the Siege of Weinsberg.
6: Weinsberg.
5: Weinsberg.
6: Wow. I've, <laughs> uh, ladies, am I right? We've all sieged Weinsberg went through twice <laughs> after a well, long day. I
5: don't know. Weins- Weinsberg has seized me. That's for sure. <laughs> this is before Germany was Germany, guys. Because oh. in 1137, the Holy Roman Emperor Lothair II died. And Such a
6: Star Wars name. Lothair the Second. Lothair
5: the Second. I guess you're right. <laughs>
6: Emperor kind of a... Lothair.
5: And he looked a lot like Grievous. <laughs> so there needed to be a new Holy Roman
6: Emperor. Wait. You, know, you know, Grievous was Oh, the... I know what he looks like. Okay, all right. Let's just make it short. <laughs> I love this. Look,
5: the Holy Roman Emperor Grievous died. <laughs> General Kenobi. <laughs> History would be more interesting if there were more weird cyborgs. <laughs> Now, all right, so there needed to be a new Holy Roman Emperor. You can't have a Holy Roman Empire without a Holy Roman Emperor. So at the time, there were these two really powerful dynasties, the Welf and the Hohenstaufen. (laughs) I'm sorry. And I don't care if they don't say them like that. That's how I'm saying them.
6: I think they do. That's Just what makes German such an amazing language?
5: It might be Hohenstaufen.
6: Hohenstaufen. Hohenstaufen.
5: Hohenstaufen. Yeah. Well, the Welf heir, Henry the Proud, Mm. was a Bavarian duke. He had also been made the Duke of Saxony. Um, He was married to Lothair's daughter. He had been with Lothair when he died, so he possessed the crown jewels. Basically, this guy was a super powerful candidate, and he stood for election as the king of the Romans, which is already very interesting to me that they elected the king of the Romans. I, I didn't know that, but that's cool. But... Local princes did not like Henry the Proud because of all the things that made him be called Henry the Proud, Uh, (laughs) apparently. They were like, this guy's real high in the instep or something. He's
6: like, I'm just proud I'm not a Hohenstaufen. (laughs) Like,
5: oh, I hate that. (laughs) So they elected the Hohenstaufen candidate, who was named Conrad III. And Conrad told Henry, listen, return the royal jewels. Henry said, no problem. I will do it. You can be the Holy Roman Emperor. All I want is to keep the Duke of Saxony, um, the Duchy of Saxony. Okay. Because uh, Lothair made me the Duke and you need to ratify it or whatever. Okay. And Conrad was like, "Mm, I don't like that. Uh, If you have two duchies or whatever they're called you got duchies duch- duchies
6: don't get too douchey
5: <laughs> you can't get too douchey around conrad <laughs> but he said nobody should have two dukedoms or whatever that concentrates too much power into one set of hands but not only did he not let him keep the duke of saxony he also took away his duke of bavaria territories he took away all everything um, and he gave both of them to a guy named leopold which is also really weird because he just said Nobody could have two. Oh,
6: but except, except for my friend,
5: guy. Leopold. Yeah. So that really pissed what? off Henry the Pratt.
6: Politics just hasn't changed, uh, has it? Not at all. <laughs> I'm going to seriously punish my former candidate <laughs> and rival mm-hmm. and uh, reward my friend with the exact thing I just said shouldn't be legal.
5: Right. Exactly. So oh. Conrad Third really. Geez, was he an
6: American senator?
5: <laughs> <laughs> really a modern guy, a modern-thinking yeah. kind of guy.
6: I'm the best, Duke. I'm the best emperor that Germany's ever had. <laughs> Everybody says so.
5: It was a perfect douchey. The
6: perfect douchey. Just
5: like me. No one's as douchey
6: as I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. So Henry the Proud is feeling a little burnt by all this. Uh, and
5: As I would as well.
6: His loyal subjects in Saxony and Bavaria were none too happy about it either. So with their support behind him, Henry the Proud rose up against Conrad and said, time for a war yeah well henry actually died in 1139 so he didn't get too far into this war Mm -mm. but his son henry the lion uh not actually a lion just disclaimer just 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 (laughs) lion-like um he was like i'm picking up the mantle my dad started this war i'm gonna continue it and he continued the conflict himself he's still supported by all the saxons so king conrad He's getting sick of this shit. And he decided that he was going to besiege the city of Weinsberg where Henry lived. And he was going to destroy it and imprison everyone who defended it against him. Or he'll just punish anybody who supports right. this guy.
5: <clears throat> Scorched so, earth sort of policy. Yeah.
6: Now, Weinsberg was not able to last against Conrad's army. So they negotiated a surrender in 1140. Now, under the terms they agreed upon, Conrad said, Okay, well, we're taking the city. Mm-hmm. We're imprisoning all the men. But the women are allowed to leave and take whatever they can carry with them. That's the rules I'm setting. You pick it up. You, you can carry it. You can take it. Go get out of here, ladies. <laughs>
5: You sound so much like Frau Blücher right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just ex- keep excited to be like, oh, Valtin. Oh,
6: Valtin. It feels very uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff to me. <laughs> oh, <Animania>. sure.
1: <laughs> sure, Dr. Scratch.
6: At any rate, parody German accent, terrible. Uh, my apologies
1: <laughs>
5: to, to all the great German. people of
6: Germany.
1: <laughs>
5: all right. Well, according to the Latin Chronicle, Chronica Regia Coloniensis, which was compiled in the 1170s, uh-huh. the women heard this decree they kind of thought about it for a minute. They look around all their homes and worldly possessions, probably exchanged a couple of glances, and looked back at the Hohenstaufen army like, You said anything we could
6: carry? Mm-hmm. That's what we said.
5: Oh, great. And then they hoisted their husbands onto their shoulders and <gasps> carried them out of the town. What? Oops. You got got.
6: Oh, my God.
5: I think that's amazing. Uh- <laughs> Anything I can carry? Well, I'm going to carry my man. Wow. (laughs) And she put him across her shoulders like a fur stole and (laughs) took him him the fuck away from Vinesburg.
6: Hey, the women of Vinesburg, they can lift.
5: They must be sturdy as fuck.
6: Or the men of Vinesburg are Are. slight.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, one of Conrad's dukes protested this. But as the chronica states, quote, the king showing favor to the women's cunning said that it would not be fitting to change his royal word.
6: Incredible. So he
5: let him get away with it. He's chuckling and he's like, (laughs) oh,
6: ladies, that's pretty clever.
5: I will learn about a loophole next time.
6: (laughs) You got me. What can I say? (laughs) I'm not too big to admit it.
5: Now, listen, though, this is kind of interesting to me, though, because I feel like Conrad was likely like, well, now you're my subjects. So oh yeah, sure. why do I not want awesome, <laughs> badass, uh, right. intelligent subjects? Yeah, for All sure. right, ladies, get up in here
8: uh-huh. and
5: <laughs> become part of the Hohenstaufen <laughs> family or whatever.
6: Yeah, plus I'm sure that they, you know, I don't know, he just besieged their city. But the fact that he was like, okay, all right, I'm going to let you have this one. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably made it a little less hard to subjugate them. It's true. Um, They're probably like that. He was nice enough to, you know. Well,
5: so, you know, he was going to let me keep my... Tea towels. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what they have. <laughs> hmm,
6: my tea t- uh, You know, there my... was a, there was at least wife of Vinesburg who looked at her husband and her tea <laughs> and towels and went. Well, these are really nice tea towels. Right.
5: <laughs> She's like, I just stuffed this very nice down mattress and yeah. I don't think I should wave it. So <laughs> sorry. Sorry, <Hans>. Franz.
6: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> There were two to pick from, but we each got one. Incredible. You can't script that, folks. This is the kind of gold we get every day when the mics are off.
5: Amazing.
6: Uh, All right. (laughs) Well, this incredible story became known as the Loyal Wives of Weinsberg, and the castle ruins are today known as the Wiebertroi, which means wifely loyalty. Cute. But most people likely recognize this story because it was a plot line in the hit film Ever After, <gasps> yes. starring Drew Barrymore, where her character saves her prince in the exact same way.
5: That's true. Yeah. Um, she, like, lifts him off a horse.
6: Also, uh, a peace agreement, apparently, between the Welfs and the Hohenstaufen's. Was finally reached in 1142. Just in case you're about mm-hmm. the political, right. curious about the political <laughs> ending of this story.
5: <laughs> we all, <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter because uh, neither of them am around, but <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anymore. But it didn't last. But surely the Hohenstaufens were like, all right, well, so you guys are pretty dead yeah. people, so let us let us sit down. <laughs>
6: <laughs> what a great story!
5: I love it. Obsessed.
6: All right, uh, well, let's turn our heads from Germany to Sweden.
5: Ah, Get some more Sweden. high
6: quality accents coming on here. <laughs> uh, we're going to look at the Fallon Copper Mine or Falun Copper Mine. This place operated for a full millennium, from the 10th century until 1992, which is crazy that it lasted till just seven years ago. That's <laughs> wild. Um,
5: <laughs> just. Seven. Just seven years
6: ago, 92. Wow, wow. Just, it's crazy how time goes by. Well, this place supplied more than two-thirds of the world's copper, right? So you can imagine this is like a, you know, a pretty giant operation going pretty deep into the mountain. I it get had a long
5: time to dig.
6: Yeah. And on December 2nd of 1719, workers opened up a long unused tunnel in the mine, and they found the body of a dead man inside. Both of his legs were amputated and missing, but his clothes, skin, and hair were all intact. He looked like he'd just died pretty recently, mm-hmm. but no one had been reported missing—not in the mine or anywhere else nearby. So they pulled the body out of the mine, uh, you know, try and figure out what's going on mm-hmm. in here. And then things got even weirder because once the body was out in the open air, it started to harden, almost like. It was turning to stone, and they started calling it the Petrified Miner. I was a petrified miner uh, when I saw (laughs) Jurassic Park. I was 10 years old, went to the theaters, (laughs) and it scared me. Amazing.
5: (laughs) I was once a petrified miner. Listen, if I had to go into a mine, I would also be a petrified miner.
6: Uh, True. At any age.
5: Any age. (laughs) At any time. I don't want to go into a mine. No. Now, maybe maybe you know, the felon copper workers or whoever wanted to figure out who this guy was, or maybe somebody just had an eye for a dollar. You know. some, for some reason, it was decided to put the petrified miner's body on display. Mm. And one day, a local named Margaret Old's daughter went to see it and imagine her surprise as she gazed on the hardened, intact face of this miner and realized she knew exactly who it was. Mm. It was her fiance, Fetmatz Israilson, which, by the way, Fetmatz means Fat Matt.
6: Oh, okay. <laughs>
5: so his name was just Matt. Oh. <laughs> and I guess he was a little stout. <laughs> there were there were three mats. <laughs> and in they were town. like, "Hey, Fat Matt."
6: He's like, "Yeah, proud of it."
5: Right. Um. But this was even weirder because Fat, Fat Matt had not disappeared recently at all. Margaret informed the authorities that he had actually disappeared in March 1677. 42 years (gasps) before he was found looking perfectly preserved in this tunnel. What? So what is going on here? Creepy. Well, we're going to tell you right after we hear these fine words.
8: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends.
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Welcome back!
6: Okay, so, real spooky stuff here. A body was found in a mine, looking pretty fresh, looking ripe. Comes outside and it turns to stone. And the only person to claim she knew who it was says it was her fiancé who disappeared 42 years earlier. Well, what the miners had found was actually a natural mummy. And that's, of course, when a body is unintentionally preserved by environmental factors like extreme cold temperatures or low oxygen environments like bogs. If anyone remembers our Recryptulus romance episode Mm -hmm. about the bog body murder. Fet Mats is a lot like the natural mummy from that episode that tricked poor Peter oh. into confessing that he'd killed his wife. That's right. That's a great episode. Oh, it's so story. good. Check that out. So Fet Mats actually had died decades before and he was just naturally preserved by the mine. So they did what any logical forward thinking town would do. And they put his body on display <laughs> and charged tickets to come see him <laughs> for Probably. another 30 years. <laughs> One Swedish naturalist, Carl Linnaeus, went to see him and suggested, Oh, this guy, he's not petrified. (laughs) He's actually covered in vitriol, (laughs) which is also known as copper sulfate. Nandor, is that you? What
5: are you doing in here?
6: You will all forget that I ever did this accent.
5: (laughs) I (laughs) wish I could. I wish I could. I
6: wish the people of Sweden also. (laughs) Um, So... Anyway, he's saying this wasn't uh, petrified, but it was covered in this copper sulfate. And once the copper sulfate was cleaned off the body, he said it would start to decay naturally. They did, and it did. Which whew, I hope they opened a window.
5: I am seriously <laughs> gross, man. Disgusting. But for a guy who never got married, Fat Matt inspired a lot of lovers. Oh, um. So after Margaret identified him. A second woman allegedly came forward also claiming to be his fiancée, which could have been a fun triangle for us to dive into. (laughs) But most people thought that she was just doing it to collect Miner's widow's benefits. Oh, wow. She was just lying. And also, while Fettmatt was on display for 30 years, he became a really big inspiration for German romanticists. They wrote Mm. like short stories and ballads about him. Wagner even wrote a libretto about him in 1842. Um, so fi- then finally, Fet Matz was buried in 1749 and rested in peace. Wow. Until the
0: 1860s. Oh. Uh.
5: <laughs> when the church was doing some renovations, they unearthed Fet Matz once more. And maybe somebody had an eye for a dollar because they decided to put him back on display.
6: (laughs) What? (laughs) He can't have looked very good at that point. Okay,
5: like, I don't know. But anyway, in the 1930s, he was finally, finally laid to rest in the church's graveyard. Okay. So for somebody who died unknown, unbeknownst to anyone, in 1677 he kinda got around.
6: Do we know why his limbs were
5: all missing? Look like speculation station. Okay. This is gory. Okay. But I'm imagining he gets shut shut up in a tunnel. He doesn't die right away. Did he eat his own legs Ate
6: his own limbs?
5: Or I don't know how maybe he got stuck under a rock fall or something. It was like a yeah. hundred and twenty seven hours situation.
6: I was wondering if his limbs decayed they before they decayed. were before his body was preserved. <laughs>
5: But why, how would it have done that?
6: Well, you know, you, I don't know you lose all the temperature in your arms and legs first. Look, like, I'm no geologist. Do you lose uh, all the know.
5: temperature? <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. I mean, your arms cool off That's first because they're not at the center of your body. That's true. The That's science, pattern. probably.
5: That's something.
6: Um, look, I don't know. I
5: don't know, but I, but I was definitely like, the implications are dark.
6: Yeah. Or yeah. maybe
5: got eaten by rats or something. Ew, rats! Man. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a mine. Right? It could be anything in All there. All
6: kinds of stuff in mines. But apparently, it's like a,
5: a water-filled tunnel. So, oh, there was some water in there. I I don't know. Yeah, it's very interesting scientifically, though.
6: A lot can happen in forty-two years. Very true. Well, gross.
5: And I also wonder about Margaret um, Olds' daughter, because it's like forty-two years went by. Since her fiance disappeared. Uh-huh. Did she ever get married? Because she clearly didn't care. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my fiance, but I mean, y'all keep looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that.
6: Oh, man. So
5: I'm like, mm. <laughs> was speculation. He a shitty boyfriend?
6: Oh, speculation Station, <laughs> he was a shitty boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She chopped off all his limbs and threw him in the mine.
5: Oh, shit. But she was
6: smarter than Peter. When they found him, she didn't confess.
5: That's right. She, she was, was like, oh, I don't know, he oh got trapped. Oh, my God. In there. He disappears so long ago. Mm-hmm. How weird. That's that kind of thing about history that makes me happy is it just evidence of little nicknames. And, oh, yeah. You know, things like that. Where you just like, this is just a guy who would go hang out after work. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like, hey, Fat Matt, he's yeah. at the pub, you know.
6: <laughs> <laughs> what a fun, uh, what a not fun story. I don't know why I almost said what a fun story. <laughs> that little last bit was fun.
5: That last bit was fun. Um, <laughs> the otherwise, rest much pretty horrific. Poor Fat Matt. Actually, mats, I would say know? the opposite of fun. Poor Fat Matt.
6: Yeah, weird. All right, well, let's move a little forward in history. Backwards? Let's move somewhere in history. It actually is backwards. A little it. backwards. Sorry, I
5: guess that's Yeah.
6: Fine. Uh, that's fine. We love going back in time.
5: Yeah, going back in time. We're going to
6: the 1600s. That's right. England. Thomasine Hall. She was born in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, right around the year 1600. Mm-hmm. This person was raised as a woman. She was wearing women's clothes, doing women's work, like... Making lace? Mm. No, exclusively for women.
5: Only a lady's job.
6: (laughs) But in 1624, Thomasine had enough of that. (laughs) She chopped off her hair. She changed her name to Thomas. And they followed their brother into the army when England declared war on Spain. But then this Thomas left the army, came home, grew the hair back out and said, nope, I'm Thomasine again. Mm
5: -hmm. Time to make some lace.
6: Time to get back to making lace. I did, I did, was a soldier for a while, going back to lace making. One of these things is more comfortable than the other.
5: (laughs) Making lace is hard work, all right? uh, Yeah. Now, in
6: 1627, they decided to travel to colonial Virginia. And then again, they became Thomas Hall, dressing in men's clothes. And that's because traveling as a single woman wasn't super comfortable or safe. And also because Thomasine intended to be an indenture. That is someone who worked for free in the new world in exchange for their passage over. Contracts varied. I know a lot of people were taken advantage of in this system. Um, But usually there was a seven-year indenture. And of course, male indentures were worth more Mm -hmm. than females Uh, So they could pay off their debt more quickly because you had to to make a lot of lace to pay for your your ship ticket.
5: Clean a lot of, scrub a lot of chamber pods. Yeah. So when Thomas got to Virginia, they dressed like a man. They acted like a man. They did hard labor in the fields, cultivating tobacco plants. Mm -hmm. But then Thomasine started alternating their appearance. They would dress as a man one day and as a woman the next. And that just caused a lot of drama in this small colonial village. Right.
6: I was going to ask, is this like Mrs. Doubtfire, where she's pretending that there's two different people, or is she just like, today I'm Thomas, today I'm Thomasine?
5: I think it was more like that. It was just like, you know, today I'm wearing the apron. Get used to it. Doing some sweeping tomorrow.
6: I'm making your lace. I'm scrubbing your pots. Whatever. And I'm... Picking the tobacco. I just like, like to change it up. You yeah. know what I
5: mean? I'm uh, I contain multitudes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know.
6: <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever said this, but <laughs> I contain multitudes.
5: Do I contradict myself?
6: You can quote Sorry, me on that. Do
5: I contradict myself? <laughs> so yeah, this this was just causing a lot of trouble. I mean, we're talking about Puritans here. So anything, Uh-oh. anyone doing anything out of the ordinary yeah. at any time was like, oh shit, something's going down. We mm-hmm. gotta all get together and talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, Whatever. And then to make matters worse, rumors started flying that Thomasine had slept with a maid. Now, this could be a really big problem. If Thomasine was a man, was Thomas, they were guilty of fornication and they needed to be punished. Absolutely. Because this is a very punish-based religion. (laughs) Sleeping with a maid? How dare you? My God. But if Thomasine was a woman, then funnily enough, no crime had been committed oh. at all. <laughs> ladies sleeping with ladies, Puritans, no problem. <laughs> they were like, no sex is happening. They just yeah. were laying together in a bed, They're, sometimes on top of each other, sometimes not.
6: Can't have sex if the thing's not going <laughs> inside the thing. What else could there be? Oh, oh, they were roommates.
5: <laughs> They're just very good friends. <laughs> so they really needed to find out if Thomas was Thomas or if Thomasine was Thomasine. They had to know for sure. Mm. So three very respected women examined Thomasine. And they came out and they said, that's a man. No question about it. That is 100% a
6: dude. Wow. Okay.
5: But then Thomasine's employer, John Tyne, who owned the indenture, said, no, no, no. Thomasine's a woman. Thomasine works for me. They do woman stuff. I know what I'm talking about. Oh. Then things got even more complicated because another farmer named John Atkins said, I want to buy Thomasine's indenture and have them work for me. But I'm not going to buy it unless I know which gender they are, because as we already said, males are worth more than females. So right. he, that would change Atkins' price. Yeah. And he's like, I need to know how much, you know, this person is worth, which is a yeah. crazy thing to say. It's but like, <laughs> I if
6: I could get a woman's price mm-hmm. for that laborer, for mm-hmm. that farm laborer, then I'm, then I, yeah, it's a good deal. Right. I'm swimming in it.
5: Now that's true. Maybe that was more It's like, hey. <laughs>
6: Buy as a woman, but I'll I know the work you can Buy as a
5: woman, but you can work as a man. Yeah, you that's, do good what, work. that's John Atkins should have been thinking. He wasn't thinking. Well. He should have been like, "Yep, Thomasine, total girl. Here's four dollars. <laughs> now I get to do <laughs> seven dollars worth of work with you."
6: Right. So now a third farmer comes in to interview Thomasine, and Thomasine <laughs> confessed that they were born with both male and female genitalia, but quote had not the use of their male part.
5: That's right. So they were in, they were an intersex person.
6: Right. Now, the farmers all agreed that Thomasine was a woman. But the three women who had initially examined her were not happy with that verdict. Mm-hmm. So they decided that they were going to examine Thomasine again. But this time, no heads up, mm-hmm. no, uh, no fair warning or prep time. They went in there to look while Thomasine was asleep. Ugh. No consent, no warning. Just, I'm going to lift the sheets up here and take a look for myself. Now, another time, Thomasine was just walking down the road... And two men decided to examine them right there in public. Again, Um, no permission.
5: Now, this is crazy to me. They're just walking down the street and somebody decides to, like, I don't know, throw up their skirt, like, throw them on their back Um, on the street and just expose their genitals to everybody. Now, I know, too, that, like, I believe, at least, in this that you know bodily autonomy was not a thing like people yeah. you know it was like your body doesn't really belong to you especially no. if you're a woman so it was like i'm going to go look at whatever I, I can touch i can look but this seems insane for such a conservative society again yeah, to just yeah. be like flash the whole village right now yeah. while i try to figure out whether you're a man or a woman yeah
6: but you know that's that's what they're trying to do in places like florida and stuff there's just like i'm going to i'm I, first, I brought up the shame for it, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to use that against you mm-hmm. because I have—I don't have shame, right? I'm just trying to shame you,
5: right? And I mean, you have to assume if—if if there was no question about what gender this person was, right. there's no fucking way that anyone would let them examine them in the street, right? So, you know, they would have gotten in trouble for that. Right. But because right. they were unusual in some way or another, mm-hmm. their body doesn't belong to them even more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm allowed to look at it, touch it, humiliate you, display it however I want, because it's different than I think it should be.
6: But does it not also feel like at a certain point that is the long term goal is like, I want to just be able to do that to anyone. Yeah, I want to be able to, you know, it's it's sort of the stop and frisk, like, you know what, I'm not really sure what gender you are. So I should be allowed to look.
5: And people out there are not smart. So yeah. I saw somebody saying that women don't have any body hair at all, including arm hair. So if you have arm hair, you must be a man. Oh, people
6: are Um. Stupid. Sorry,
5: but that is not true.
6: Yeah. So
5: anyway, it's just upsetting. Uh, but this, this is, this, you know, American history, y'all. <laughs> it goes way back.
6: Yeah. So these guys that stopped Thomasine on the street examined and said that Thomasine was, quote, a perfect man.
5: Well, thank you. (laughs) That's (laughs) so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever
6: called me a perfect man.
5: (laughs) Suddenly, (laughs) this humiliation is kind of nice.
6: Well, it was decided there that Thomas should wear men's clothes, do men's stuff, go by Thomas, Mm -hmm. all that. But Thomas was not going to get away with pretending to be a woman. Now that we've decided you're a perfect man, Mm -hmm. you need to be punished. So in 1629, they dragged Thomas Thomasine to court.
5: Right. And this is why we know this story. Yeah. Because, of course... There's court proceedings, mm-hmm. uh, recording recordings of this.
6: They wanted history to know what they were doing. Yeah. They, they thought, this is a good idea.
5: Mm-hmm. We need to really make some precedence <laughs> for yeah. some reason on this. And weirdly, the governor, uh, who was deciding everything, you know, the judge, sure. I guess, and jury at the time, decided that, you know, ruled officially that Thomas Dean was both male and female. Oh. Um, rather than picking one and saying stick to it, the judge said, you're
7: both. I'm
6: not sure that we can say the binary is rigid. (laughs) Perhaps gender is fluid and a societal construct. Mm. If only.
5: If only, because that was not the case at all. That does sound kind of progressive from today's standards, I guess. But unfortunately, the sentence that Thomasine was given was that they had to wear both men's and women's clothing so they had to wear the shirt and breeches of a man and the apron and cap of a woman like
6: at all times like at all
5: times that was your outfit now wow and pbs points out that actually this was kind of the cruelest punishment that the judge could could have Mm -hmm. come up with Mm -hmm. because it meant that no matter where thomasine went in the world everyone knew they were different they couldn't hide anymore yeah um and this was a this was a society that truly prized conformity. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to be out of step with anybody. So, this was a real, real punishment. Oh, it was
6: probably kids giggling in the oh, street as you walk by. N- like, not
5: a moment's peace. Yeah. You know, ever again. Uh, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, Thomasine disappears from the written record after 1629, yeah. after this case was decided. There's nothing else written. So, no idea if, if they stayed in the village, if they, what happened to them. But, you know, no, no marriage likely was allowed for yeah. them, so they couldn't build a family. Right. I mean, you know, it just was probably the most fucked up thing you could have done to yeah. Thomasine. Um, and then, of course, you know, many, many, many years later, Catherine Hepburn would go to jail for wearing pants as well. Right? So. <laughs> right.
6: Wild. Well. Um,
5: But that is just an interesting kind of um, look at colonial politics and being intersex in history. I just think that's crazy. That's fascinating. That, like, examination in the street. Oh, yeah. Uh, all that. Yeah. I'm furious. Yeah. I wish I could time travel back to 1629, mm-hmm. punch punch him in the face. Yeah. Just a nice punch in the face. Yeah. I, could, I wouldn't change it because I don't know how you could change it, but I would punch him in the face.
6: I, I want to go back in time and show him, like... You know, one of those uh, GQ spreads of Harry Styles. (laughs)
5: Yes. (laughs)
6: They'd be like, look at the future, you losers.
5: Honestly, in 1600, they'd probably be like, look, we left all that court stuff behind (laughs) for the aristocrats because they were all wearing lace and and dresses and high heels Mm -hmm. and buckles. And I mean, men were very beautiful. They were very powdered and painted in 1670. Yeah. And
6: the women were dirtying their hands, making all that lace. That's right. Yep.
5: More Men probably wore more lace than women. I sure. Because they had all those ruffles.
6: Yeah. Well, they had more money. So,
5: uh, well. So they probably would look at Harry Styles and be like, yeah, seen it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I've seen better embroidery on, you know, <laughs> Lord Chiswick, but okay. Lord Chiswick, I'm like I don't know who that is. <laughs> all right.
6: Well, we're going to go find out who Lord Chiswick was. We're going to take a quick break. We do have one more story for y'all. all right. uh, And we're going to tell you about... How you can have sex to save the world. We'll back with that right after this.
8: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail.
5: Let me try that again because I <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a <laughs> parrot. <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Welcome back, everybody.
6: All right. This one was sent to us by Corin Shafley, who suggested that we look into Fuck for Forest. Ooh. They said, quote, I had quite an entertaining encounter with them, but I know it's controversial for good reasons. Not exactly romantic in the strict sense of the word, though. Smiley oh face. Oh, my God.
5: Well, we are going to go into this, but Corinne, you're going to have to tell us what your entertaining encounter was. Because yeah, I'm very curious. I want to
6: know. All right. Fuck for Forest is an environmental activism organization founded in 2004 by an early 20s Norwegian couple named Tommy Howell ellingson and Liana Johansson. Now, they wanted to do some good in the world. Mm-hmm. A lot of early 20s folks looking out there for, you know, their way to make a change.
5: Yeah, sure.
6: And as Tommy says, quote, we had nothing, just our bodies. Mm. And you don't even want to know what they keep in their Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. So uh. these two realize that, hey, you know what makes a lot of money out there? porn. That's right. So they said, quote, why not use that money for good? So they told the Norwegian government that they were starting an alternative environmental activism group. They got some seed money and they started up a website where you can pay 20 bucks a month for a subscription to access a bunch of their sex tapes and photos. Mm-hmm. Now SFGate.com looked at their stuff so we didn't have to. <laughs> Thank you. And they say, That it's mostly the, quote, gentle, Burning Man-esque Tommy and Leona and their friends having sex in various combinations, often in the outdoors, of course, but also in sex clubs, apartments, and studios. And that the content, quote, runs the gamut from couplings involving vegetables used as sex toys to performances by scary-looking, shaven-headed German goths and is unflinchingly graphic. (laughs) All right.
5: Wow. Okay. All I could think of was Mac from Always Sunny, being uh-huh. like, "Now that's disgusting." Where?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
5: Because you know how many. What people was that website have... again?
6: <laughs> Horrific! I can't believe this Ugh. stuff's out there. Tell me the Tell website me the so I can be sure to block it.
5: <laughs> I want to make sure. But I have a filter set up, for I that don't one.
6: accidentally <laughs> log in, create an account, and pay twenty dollars a month. You said twenty, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that American dollars? Is that American or right. yeah.
5: <laughs> Well, things got controversial fast, uh, as you can imagine. When Tommy and Leona went to a music festival in 2004 to promote their organization, they got on stage with a band called The Cum Shots. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. All right. We're on theme here.
6: For and, when uh <laughs> or when Guar wasn't available. I guess. <laughs> When guar is too tame, you call the cum shots. You call the cum
5: shots. And they gave a speech about the human impact on forests. And then they asked the crowd. It was about 5,000 people there. Wow. And they asked them, how far would you go to save the world? And, you know, everybody's surely yeah, cheering I or saying whatever. I am go pretty far. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I like the world. I like the world. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're taking their clothes off. Oh. They're, they're, they're strip-speeching. Okay. And... <laughs> And then they started doing it on stage while a banner was raised that explained that they were having sex to save the rainforest, (laughs) (laughs) which I guess, yeah, if you need a reason, I guess public
6: exposure. I'm like imagining (laughs) a guy jerking off on the MARTA train being like, no, it's to save the rainforest.
5: Uh, Okay, well,
6: it's not really something you can just say (laughs) to excuse the public indecency. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Not really. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, maybe the crowd for a band called The Come Shots didn't really have <laughs> many objections to this. I don't know for sure. But of course, Tommy and Leona got fined 10,000 kroner or about $1,470 a piece. Wow. For a public sex act. Sure. Because as you say, it's, it's public indecency. You, yeah. you can't have sex in front of a lot of people yeah, no without matter... asking them all first yeah. and making sure everybody's down and there's no uh-huh. kids, etc.
6: Who wants to get up here and give me a hand job <laughs> to save the whales?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know the whales will really appreciate it. <laughs> and Tommy thought that it wasn't very fair that they got fined because Norway was fighting in Iraq and they show violence on TV every day. And if we had only said it was performance art, they would have gotten away with it. Oh, a what's... lot of different excuses coming from Tommy, okay? And another thing. And another thing. I know. It's like, none of these things are related to your public <laughs> sex act, sir, but okay.
6: We're having sex on stage to fund the military industrial <laughs> complex. <laughs> you would have been fine with that.
5: <laughs> I mean, I get his point that, like, it's annoying to oh, be yeah, yeah. up in uh, arms yeah. about sex when you are fine with, like, people so much gory murders and yeah, bloody stuff, but, like, still, a bit of a straw, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, obviously we can tell they don't really respect this court decision at all. So they showed up in court dressed in children's clothes. Oh, uh, Tommy Weird. dropped his pants at one point and showed his penis. OK, I'm sure the children's clothes thing was like, oh, we're not grown adults. You know what I mean? Like they were trying to act like it was being patronizing or something. Yeah. To yeah. Like regulate. Sex or something? Okay. I, I imagine that was the message behind right,
6: that. Right, right. Oh, you're just treating us like kids. Right, who can't handle. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
5: and then Tommy, you know, dropped his pants, showed his penis. Very creative. Are you
6: not entertained? <laughs> 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 He's spinning around, Are dong out.
5: Not <laughs> and they're like, not really. Not I mean, it's Norway. I mean, they're probably just like, I don't know. I have seen better
6: for a court case. It's somewhat entertaining, <laughs> I guess.
5: Maybe that might be the most interesting <laughs> court case of it's the It's Only
6: day. the third time a dick has come out in the courtroom this year. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Tommy also told the paper Nedweisen, quote, We would have liked to have fucked here in court as well. It's a nice space, but we would probably be thrown in jail. Ah. So anyway, they left Norway after this and Fuck for Forest made their new headquarters in Berlin.
6: I love that. That's where his senses kicked in. Yeah. You know, well, all right. Sex Mm. in the courtroom is a little too far.
5: That's too much. They'll probably throw us in jail for fucking in front of all of them (laughs) for no reason.
6: It's not like a Cum Shots concert. (laughs)
5: Let's be reasonable. Which,
6: I mean. Look, the cum shots pull 5,000 people. That's a pretty good crowd.
5: Well, this is a whole music festival, but that's not not bad, though. Still, 5,000, that's a lot.
6: Yeah. It's more than we had for any of our live (laughs) ridiculous romance events. Both of them.
5: Both of them.
6: All right. Well, Tommy also says that within three months of their arrest, they attracted 1,000 new subscribers to their site. In fact, Fuck for Forest collected $100,000 within their first year from subscriptions. So... You know what? Take that. Yeah, right? You know, fuck the haters. I'm jealous. We're saving the environment here. I
5: wish my nonprofit would raise $100,000 in the first year.
6: <laughs> well, you know what you have to do.
5: I, uh, I will not participate. I, do. <laughs> I don't think I'm so... going to be able to do that either.
6: <laughs> well, there was only one problem with raising all this money. None of the environmental nonprofits that they reached out to would accept this gross uh, sex money.
5: That's right. After this controversy at the Come Shots concert. <laughs>
6: they said... We're going to need you to figuratively and literally launder that money yes, before right. we'll take
5: it. I mean, a good point. Like, we don't know where that's been.
6: <laughs> so they decided that they were going to work out a way to give the money directly to indigenous people in Costa Rica and Brazil to purchase and preserve the rainforest. Now, this, again, sounds pretty cool in theory. We often think like, man, if I had all this money, I would just go want to go hand it to people who needed it.
5: It's true because you think about... Red Cross or, you know, some of the really yeah. big ones. And they spend a lot of their money on administration right. or fundraising or like right. stuff, not not the thing itself.
6: Right. So, why so that, that just, can be
5: really frustrating about charity. Yeah,
6: I just want to show up with the cash and give it to who, who needs it. Right. But a documentary called Fuck for Forest, whose tagline is Have Sex, Save the World, uh, that came out in 2006 and followed them to Peru to give all this money away. According to critical reviews, Tommy and Leona and their friends aren't really welcomed there with open arms. Mm-hmm. The locals, of course, didn't trust them. No. He's got these very white I mean, it's, more like, white. it's as white, white as you can get. They're like
5: white, <laughs> dreadhead, hippie looking, you know, yeah. basically not teenagers, but but very young. Very young
6: people. And you know, the locals kind of make a point of telling them that they just showing up with cash is not really very useful. Their poverty that they're experiencing is lifelong and generational and has a lot to do, I'm sure, with people coming in and taking their resources and stuff yeah. like that. So you might buy me some meals. You might patch a hole in my roof, whatever. But what what they really needed, they said, are jobs and sustainable sources of income.
5: Right. And it's like, uh, you know, I think the 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 fuck for forest people are like, you would buy, you know, an acre of this rainforest and that would be yours now. And they wouldn't log it and they couldn't fuck around. But I imagine the indigenous people are like, you're talking about a David and Goliath situation where sure we can buy hectares worth of the fucking rainforest, but if they want to come through and log it or fuck, they they can do that. Like we don't have power against these companies that you think we, it's not just about ownership necessarily, even though I'm sure that is a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Not everything. So it was, they were just kind of trying to, I mean, kind of shake them into reality, I think, a little bit.
6: I remember in the 90s, our like elementary school class buying an acre of the rainforest or something. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if that's still there. Like, did that work?
5: I wonder that, too. And also, can
6: I go there and I'll be like, hi, Mm -hmm. it's me from Miss Mottles, first grade class, (laughs) 1994.
5: They have like a brick with your name on it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
6: I expect nothing less. This
5: is your tree, Eli. (laughs) Thank you for your granola bar money. (laughs) Whatever.
6: (laughs) If only. Well, okay, we'll we'll say that documentary does have some marks against it because critics didn't feel like it really fit followed through on that revelation mm. about the indigenous reaction or if that reality check really did anything for Tommy and Leona or the other fuck for forest members. So like, you know, we could have used more information, I think is what they're saying.
5: Yeah. Or, you know, that might have been a better story overall yeah. is to like be like, so if y'all are really going to do this, you need to be intentional. Like, yeah. you know, that's the thing about how it, they're not they don't have a nonprofit in the strict sense of the word. Right. Uh, it's not set up like one. But that's kind of what they want to do. Yeah. And you need strategy to be a nonprofit. You need to know where the money's going, how it's being spent, and what's who's being serviced by it. Mm-hmm. And it has to be pretty otherwise it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's just money being flown around to different hands that doesn't really affect make a make lasting change. Yeah. So it's really too bad that it doesn't uh get into that because it feels like that was really probably what they needed to hear the most Mm -hmm. but controversy around fuck for forest was renewed in 2011 uh, when three members went up to the altar naked and simulated sex during mass at the oslo cathedral in norway remember this um yeah i think like the one of the the priest was like i just feel sorry for them that they (laughs) felt the need to do that or whatever (laughs) and the only reason these three gave was that they quote wanted to express their love oh but, of course, they did get some new subscribers out of it. So I imagine they just do these stunts to, like, kind of call attention to them, to yeah, the organization I mean, and get some more people to the site.
6: Mass at the Oslo Cathedral. Oh, I just wanted to express them. Let me give uh, you a list of places you can express your love.
5: Right. That's not
6: the center of a, a you know, of a, a big family event.
5: Like a religious ceremony. And a religious ceremony. I Bedrooms,
6: don't, right? Uh-huh. Uh, public bathrooms. Uh, a sex common clubs. Common uh, uh, come shots, performances, oh, come shots you know, performances. you just go to a concert, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> plenty of opportunities. You guys chose mass. Uh, they
5: they were trying to get some, some ink spilled yeah. about them yeah. and get some folks to the website. I'm mm-hmm. not mad at them or anything for that. It just seems annoying that they would go. I don't, I'm not a religious person. The organized religions are usually used for evil. It seems to be these days yeah. and greed. And so I don't find them to be super sacred, but a lot of people do. And yeah. if they're at mass at a cathedral, you know, that's just disrespectful in a way that's yeah. kind of unsavory to me. Yeah, like, it's, All a right. of,
6: I, it's a lot of places that I don't re- necessarily respect the institution, but yeah. I'm not going to go and disrupt it. Like, I sat nice and quietly through that entire DC movie last night. You sure did. You know? <laughs> and actually, I was pleasantly surprised. So <laughs> I could have caused a ruckus. I
5: could have made trouble. So, Fuck for Forest is still in operation today, uh, according to their website, which is fuckforforest.com. There you go.
6: Don't That's go to it the if you're at work. ridiculous romance bump.
5: I know, right? They would be like, what happened? Um, don't go to it if you're at work, though, because I, I did visit it when we were in Switchyards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and it's full of very graphic naked photos. Right up So, right you, the top. I had to like be like, click out of that website because people are going to be like, what the fuck is that girl doing? <laughs> but anyway, according to their website, they do have 8,000 activists providing content Uh to the website so a lot of variety I suppose um it's still not super clear how successful they are at distributing their money but they do Mm. list several projects they say they funded over the years they also claim that 80 percent of the money they collect goes to environmental causes
6: okay the other 20 percent goes to lube
5: (laughs) (laughs) or cucumbers right yeah (laughs) oh no (laughs) And cucumbers, I should say. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, what do you think about fuck for forest? All right, do you feel like this is worth it? Do you think they're doing it right? I mean, what do you think?
6: Look, I, uh, I have a complicated, uh, not a complicated relationship. I just, I just find myself with complicated feelings about environmental activism groups a lot of the times because I, I, I strongly feel that there's should be more rage and noise mm-hmm. and attention brought to environmental issues for all the passion i have for social issues that we have mm-hmm. in this country and across the world which are paramount i mean they're the utmost importance but they also don't mean dick if the planet kills us all
5: you're so right
6: which i very much and i don't know why This isn't the most obvious thing in the world to everyone. The planet is a living body. Mm -hmm. And much like our own bodies, when it feels sick, when it feels when its systems are imbalanced, it will heat up to try and kill the thing that is hurting it. That's literally what our bodies do. That's what a fever is, Mm -hmm. is trying to cook and kill the things in there that can't survive at those heats. That's what the earth is doing to us as we speak. Because, because we're, we are acting we're like parasites. Sick. Exactly.
5: Instead so, of symbiosis.
6: I do like want to scream that from the rooftops. Yes. Shake people until they pay attention, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But I also think that you're not getting the right attention when you go out and irritate people mm-hmm. to try and get them, you know, the, like throwing paint on, you know, throwing shit on famous paintings. Yeah. That was going on last year that was real big for a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, there's... value in protest Mm -hmm. and there's value in disruption.
5: Absolutely. There's even
6: some value in, you know, breaking windows and burning shit down at a certain point. Mm -hmm. It has worked in the past to disrupt some pretty evil stuff. Yeah. But also, when you need everyone on your side, just angering them, ruining their religious ceremonies and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't see the evidence that shows that this brings you progress.
5: Right. So
6: if they just want to fuck and sell porn and donate that money to good causes, I wish those organizations would accept that money.
5: Same. Who cares? The
6: money's money. It's not covered in the cum shots. Right. You know?
5: I think it is weird (laughs) that they were like, I'm not taking your money. That's so ridiculous. I I understand if you're like, oh, this is a well-known pedophile. I'm not taking their money. I get that. But like... This is all consensual, so yeah. it's like who gives a shit. Who gives a shit? It seems a, it does seem a little prudish of the yeah. nonprofits to be, like, to be like, well, if you make money from sex, I can't somehow use that for leaves and trees and shit. Like, why not?
6: There might they might now. I don't know. Again, speculation station here. There might be an issue where they say, look, legally, I have to put you on our website if you donate this money. If I put fuck for forest mm-hmm. on my website. Google will stop showing my results. Mm. To you know, like it could be something like that. That we don't really understand why there's a real challenge there.
5: Yeah, um, and I, I don't know. They, these are also Norwegian uh, right, nonprofits specifically. Right. I don't know what their rules are. So at theirs all, so. would be
6: Google won't let me put it and go on my website.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, that's sorry.
6: Yep. I'm sorry, Norway. That's the one. I'm sorry to the entire Scandinavian <laughs> the entire region.
5: Skana- yes. <laughs> Apologies. We are sorry
6: to finish. I haven't gotten to you yet.
5: Oh God. Why would you, why would you start? I don't know. Um. I, also, Same
6: exact bad accent <laughs> for know, all of those they're countries. All like, it's
5: different in Finland. <laughs> oh man. But I was going to say to your point, uh, there is like, a, uh, for example, there's a, an organization called Femin. I think. OK, uh, it's a women's organization, a women's rights organization sure. in Ukraine, and they do topless protests oh. um, for women's rights. Yeah. And a lot of it is like a lot of people come to Ukraine and get or a lot of sex trafficking comes out of Ukraine, oh, interesting. Uh, apparently. And so they were like, Ukraine is not a brothel is mm-hmm. like a movie they made, a documentary they made oh. about that. Stuff like that. And they said, speci- you know, people were like, these bitches are always making so much trouble and whatever. And these ladies are like. The thing is, is that when we protest not topless, nobody covers it,
0: it yeah. you know, yeah.
5: pun intended. But nobody th- there's no attention <laughs> okay. when we're topless. There's attention, and we bring yeah. awareness, yeah. to because people notice and right. they want to be mad. It's like it's almost like uh, rage engagement. Yeah. Stupid food videos. Yeah. But in this case, it is actually for social activism right. reason. They're like, when we don't take our t- titties out, y'all don't care what we're mm-hmm. saying. Um, But we do get what we need when we do. So that's how we're going to do it. And they've been beaten up and imprisoned. They've gotten death threats for doing this. So it's not, it is, it requires a lot of bravery for them to do that. And I understand that it seems like, I don't know, a little like attention grabby or something, but, but they, they do make a good point that, Sometimes the nudity, it's not about being, I don't want to be naked for y'all. It's yeah. not It's not yeah. like that. It's just that it will capture your attention because we're not supposed to be doing that. And so it's also a way to kind of say, this is my body and I'm allowed to display it if I want it, I'm sure. sure. But I thought that was an interesting point for them.
6: It is. And I think that's, you know, there's, a. I don't know, I see a big difference there. And I I have to say, maybe it's just because I intrinsically i'm like oh i support that and Mm -hmm. i don't support destroying art in museums you know that might just be my own it's easy for me to say those two things without trying too hard but but my feelings are one of those things while inviting a lot of negative attention has more i think uh of um Potential to attract positive attention mm-hmm. where there 's a lot of people saying oh i di- i hadn't heard about you until the news put you on, but hell, yeah, mm-hmm. I support you, and the thing you 're doing is putting yourself on the line yeah versus the other one that's saying i 'm here to destroy something you love, mm-hmm. and they 're not usually this paintings are covered in glass anyway, and that all wipes off, and they 're fine um, but uh, you know i 'm here to literally just make everyone angry mm-hmm. uh, there 's a much smaller uh, success potential in that to me again mm-hmm. I, I'm not telling you the numbers I don't know maybe they maybe they have gotten a lot of donations after their actions but um, but generally I mean, I'm just it, it doesn't feel as inviting yeah um, again to me as an individual so who knows in the longer larger picture but
5: I feel that I think it's interesting to use porn in this way yeah They they they're not wrong porn makes a lot of money
6: it sure does
5: and they're like, I want to, I'm willing to make it. Yeah. Fine. You watch me have sex in yeah. the outdoors with my girlfriend. Yeah. And I give the money to whatever to to preserve the rainforest in Brazil, and I feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And this is my job, I guess, <laughs> yeah. which is uh not not bad or whatever. <laughs> um. So it's I don't know. It kind of speaks to some uh, again colonial Virginia Puritanism, right? And uh, which is weird to find in Norway, but to to kind of say, oh, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to collect money in that way, even for a good cause. Like it's just, it's just some something against porn specifically, right? Um, Or like being willing to put out a sex tape or something. We're not even talking about like porn stars who are like fucking different people every day. This is a couple doing a sex tape that they put out. You know what I mean? Like, like even if you're like, oh well, porn stars are promiscuous. We're talking about two people that are in a relationship doing it. So it's kind of, I don't know. I don't really understand why it's a problem uh, the live sex stuff is but the porn part exactly. itself i don't exactly think it matters. like they're
6: like the the base of what they're doing is like if they're raising money Who again cares? giving it to good causes right great and you
5: can donate anonymously most of the time oh so sure sure like yeah it just seems weird that they and i i'm sure that this happened too in like oh four the right after you know when they're in the headlines is like having done this live sex thing and how gross and what what's going on these organizations were like, no, we can't yeah. be associated with you. Yeah, And maybe that's still the case in Norway. I'd never heard of Fuck for Forest. Had you? No. Yeah. I'd never heard of it over here. So I don't, maybe it's still a really big thing in Norway and Berlin and stuff that like this organization still out here.
6: I like that they, I like Fuck for Forest. I wonder if, how, how much work it, ta- it took to get to that. Right. You know, they're like, mm, fuck the Forest. no. No. Not fuck the forest. We
5: don't. That's what we're doing <laughs> that's now.
6: What do, yeah, fuck, fuck in the forest. Forest. Uh, fuck for the forest. Fuck for for, for triple F. <laughs> Works for me. Well,
5: it's funny you say fuck the forest because that was something that got uh, when I was researching fuck for forests. Uh huh. Um. uh There's a lot about eco sexuality. Oh boy. Kind of tied up yeah. with it. Yeah. Which is. C- Really interesting, and it's it's kind of the idea that instead of an Earth mother, you have an Earth lover,
8: Oh. and you treat
5: the Earth as a sex sexy partner. Lover Earth, um, and it's it's kind of fascinating. It's kind of laughable, I guess you could laugh at it, but there's there's something really interesting about it. And we'll, I'm gonna work on it and tell you all about it in our next episode because it also involves two lesbian performance artists who are married, um, oh. and they did a bunch of like, uh. Uh, experimental weddings to where they married the sun, the moon, the Appalachian Mountains, a bunch of like abstract concepts. Y'all know from the theme song that we (laughs) We love love that concept. So I'm definitely going to dive into the two of them. It's uh, uh, Elizabeth Stevens and Annie Sprinkle.
6: Okay, I'm ready. Um, look.
5: to learn about ecosexuality because that's that's a lot about about using vegetables as sex toys or whatever. Oh, okay. Like it's it's a lot of that. It's See, very interesting. I'm
6: saying you talk about an Earth lover instead of an Earth mother, and I immediately think of Gaia from Captain Planet, because she was she was a mm, smoke let show. Let me that look up Gaia
5: was, from Captain Planet. Oh yeah,
6: voiced by I think uh, uh, Margot Kidder <gasps> and and Whoopi Goldberg.
5: Oh, I remember and, Gaia. Uh, oh yeah, Gaia sure. was super hot. Oh hell! In fact,
6: I love that when you Google her, the first picture that comes up is her splayed out on a bed in (laughs) a purple (laughs) dress with her arms up over her head.
5: She does look like Like, she's ready. Earth lover. She ready for a fuck for forest video? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
6: Um, So I just want to
5: thank Corinne Shafley for this this suggestion because fuck for forest is really really interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of naughty and naughty. Problems. (laughs) Problems <laughs> all up in and naughty this idea.
6: K N O T T Y like tree knots.
5: Oh, true. Well, that's what I meant at first. Oh, naughty problems. Oh, gotcha. But also naughty. I think
6: problems. I meant like tied up in knots. Yeah. But I'm talking about tree knots, like I know. a knot on a tree. So there's three the different. Yeah, but there's three different meanings.
5: That's true. I just meant they're spelled the same way. Yeah, naughty, yeah. Naughty. But I'm talking about naughty. homonyms here. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies.
6: Like we came out so strong by saying the same thing at the same time. And now we're saying the same, the same thing arguing. but not getting it. I don't know.
5: Damn it. Do you want to do it again?
6: No, I said naughty.
5: <laughs> not naughty. They were...
6: No, they should hear. You're right. They should know the truth.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but also, Corinne, thank you for sharing it because uh learned all about Femin, the Ukrainian organization Look. of topless protests. Yeah. Uh Also, the annual... Global Orgasm for Peace.
6: Nobody told me about this. Sounds fake.
5: It is not fake. (laughs) It's just small. But apparently. Oh, Oh, I get it. (laughs) It is small. Um (laughs) It feels
6: like we've been faking the orgasm for peace
5: (laughs) for for for, a a few decades now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently it is supposed to. Everyone in the world is supposed to have an orgasm on the same day thinking about peace. And it's the day of the the, the last day of the winter solstice. So if you Sweet think about shit. it, December 21st or 22nd of this year, get busy.
6: December 20th, it's August, late August now. Yeah, we could we could get there by then. Yeah. If we start now,
5: get where? To,
6: to orgasm. Piece?
5: Oh, to orgasm. Okay.
6: No, not to peace.
2: <laughs>
5: that <laughs> takes take a, lot a lot longer. longer.
6: <laughs> yeah.
5: All right. We'll start now then. <laughs> uh but yeah, so it was just interesting to like see that there were other uh, yeah. other especially particularly environmental stuff where they're like we want to make environmental ac- activism kind of sexy now sure. and people think it's so boring Whatever or so takes. like lame so we want to make it fun and sexy uh, which is very interesting mm-hmm. and that's where yeah we found about started looking into ecosexuals and <laughs> very very fascinating <laughs> yeah. quite a spectrum of sexual experiences right so we will get to that next time
6: yeah I hope y'all enjoyed these Crazy, wild, very disparate stories. Right?
5: What was your favorite?
6: What was my favorite? Did you favorite? Have, a favorite? have a favorite? I don't know if, if I could have a favorite. They're all my favorite. This is wild. I ladies, know. I ladies the most, picking up their husbands.
5: I, I would say the fun, the most fun one is probably the Siege for vines Sure, the Siege of Vinesburg. A good
6: time. A good time. Uh,
5: but Fat Matts is pretty funny to me. Too. <laughs> very interesting. Anyway,
6: well, I hope y'all enjoyed these stories. Uh, we had a great time telling them to you. Thanks again to everyone who sends this kinds of stuff in because right. all your suggestions help. You know, they ruin our lives because these lists just keep getting longer and longer. But That's I love true, the list; but it's I get my pri- into most it. prized document. <laughs> um, so send us some more. We'd love to hear you. Right. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and send us your thoughts on these.
4: Yeah.
5: We- we do How have- was your goodie bag?
6: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thanks always for giving your time to us. I know we've been a little scattered lately, but we do have some really cool stuff in the works. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to tell you about in the future yes. when we can. Mm-hmm. And um, until then. We hope to hear from you soon. You can yeah. always email us at radicromance at gmail.com.
5: Right. Or we're on Instagram. I'm at dynamiteboom, And
6: I'm at oh great. It's Eli. And
5: the show is at romance.
6: Thanks so much, everybody. We will catch y'all the next one.
5: Love you. Bye. Bye. So
8: long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and dads to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance.
0: or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.